The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The following program is recommended for ages 18 and over due to adult content. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Behind the Scenes, a look at some of the sometimes steamy inside of Hollywood with your host, Hollywood executive and former Victoria's Secret model, Summer Helene. Our program features the gossip, the dish, and the stories of what's really going on behind your favorite movies, television shows, and celebrities from the people who are involved in the industry. Now, here is your host, Summer Helene. Hey guys, welcome to the show. I'm Summer Helly. I am on with one of your favorite people and one of my favorite people, Paul Michael Bolin. We are talking a little bit about Hollywood and we have some interesting news today. How are you doing, Paul? Oh, not bad. Bad yourself? Not too bad. Um, we had some interesting stuff pop up. A friend of mine uh, let me know that there is a lawsuit right now. Did you hear that Donald Trump has gotten a cease and desist order to uh, stop using the Phoenix Police Department in his campaign, uh, his campaign um, advertisements because it looks like an endorsement from the, from the police department. So he's gotten a cease and desist from the city of Phoenix, which I thought was really funny. I haven't seen the ad, so... Um, it, I mean, it's I actually pretty, it's a pretty good ad, except it reminded me of... Have you seen the movie Idiocracy? Oh, yes. It reminded me of Idiocracy. It was like 10 buzzwords, and that's it. Just being repeated again and again and again. But, you know, it was, uh, we learned this in Natural Born Killers, repetition works, David. Repetition works. Mm, yeah. Did you see the debates? In my opinion, we lost. Uh, yes, unfortunately, I, I did. I'm, I'm not sure how I feel about it. Yeah, no, be, we lost. <laughs> we, America lost. The you know, royal, in the royal we in the, the royal, royal we, we, lost. Um, we lost, yeah. yeah. I find it I find it pretty interesting. I've been watching I've been watching a lot on these conspiracy theories and things that are coming out now and I think I'm a little shocked. At which part? Pardon? There well, I mean I know there was the one about Hillary giving uh, Lester Holt hand signals or how she was given the questions three weeks ago. Yeah, you know, or uh, she had a no, microphone I, I'm not on, her, talking about, on her back. I'm not talking about those um, those kind of conspiracies. Though those are actually pretty cool too. I was looking at they're talking about Hitler surviving uh, World War Two and all of that nonsense, and that uh, Hollywood is apparently the origin of all of this. That Hollywood's the bad guy. Yeah. We've done some pretty nasty stuff in the past, so and I mean, uh, present. Yeah, Ho- Hollywood. Hollywood has its has its moments. I do have to admit, I do love I love the industry, and you you can't turn me against it. But we do have moments of um, what's a nice way to say uh, 
we would yeah, make we Satan proud. Up. Yeah, <laughs> like it's like we 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 fuck up pretty good. Yeah, we fuck up pretty good. As for you, what was what was the moment? Have you ever had those moments in Hollywood where you go, "Wow, I'm the bad guy"? Uh, I think. Well, I remember I had to bring an actress to set who just found out her mother passed away. Well, and I was supposed it. to get her on set because we had a bunch of stuff to do. Dude, that one I didn't feel very good about. I, I can't imagine that you would. That's pretty rough. What's the worst yeah. moment? I'm going to ask you. I mean, I know you and I have had some dodgy moments on set. The worst moment for me personally? Personally or just the worst moment I was involved with? Pardon? I mean, I've had, you know, personal things where I've been treated like absolute dog shit, uh, where even though there were three bathrooms in my immediate vicinity, I couldn't, I wasn't allowed to use any of them because I was up, I was basically just the background actor that day. That's great, uh, hmm. No, no, nothing that I can really, I mean, more of my stuff has been more weird than anything else. Okay. Well, so you know Andy Dick then? Uh, I haven't had the personal pleasure. Apparently, I have uh, just walked into a bar, and if I was there 15 minutes before, I would have seen him getting thrown out of it. I think that's happened three times. I lost him in the rafters at an event. We literally had to tell the bar to check the rafters, because we didn't know where Andy Dick was. (laughs) I haven't met the guy personally. I I hear a lot of complaints about him, but... He's not he's not a bad guy. He's just oh my god, it's Andy Dick. Did you get a chance to see the Corey Feldman thing yet? No, what happened with the Corey Feldman thing? Uh well the he's he's gotten a lot of flack for uh the performance, uh as he should, you know. Are you talking about the rapper thing? Yeah. Oh my god. And the and a music video was released this week. Apparently, Snoop Dogg is the one who actually does the show rap on the track, and it doesn't get much better. Better, but he's out there going now and saying, you know, how we're all artists and we shouldn't be judged. It's like, uh, no, art is meant to be judged. That's what art does. I don't know. I love Snoop. Just just personally, my experiences with him have been incredible. I like him as a human being. Looks like a nice, seems like a very, very nice guy, a very empathetic guy. Yeah, he's, he's an awesome guy. But the reality is, um, I'm, I'm trying to think of the nicest way of saying he can also kind of be a soccer. I've, I've watched him be taken advantage of a couple of times just because yeah, he I is an awesome guy. When you see the Today Show performance, I'm like, how did the people at the Today Show actually let this happen? You know? Then there's an old David Letterman quote. You know, America was, if you just put a half hour of TV every night, which is just sleepy people try to defuse bombs, that would probably be like the number one show. Oh, that's so depressing. I love this country. Don't say that. <laughs> it's it's, it's it really, time. really depressing. I, I know. And, and I'll probably be the one that, you know, sells that bullshit. Um, and I hate to admit that. That's like the part of my job that I don't like to admit is that I, I do on occasion. And by on occasion, I mean most of the time. I, I, you know, I'm, I'm like 
hawking schlock, as my grandmother would put it. Yes, uh, it, we, we, we come out here to make art, to make things that change the world, and then it's all boobs, blood, bombs, and bullets. So, See, boobs, bullet, bombs, and bullets are what I do. Yeah. I'm like, no, 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 can you take a top off? She can't act, that's fine. Give me some boobs. <laughs> yes, can the grandmother roll be topless? I was, I I, I've, I've been in films where we've had to go that far. That's the depressing yeah. part. So, are we have our guest yet? Our guest is going to be coming on after the break. Her name uh, is I, Sarah Minnick. Apparently, she's been in a ton of shows, um, including Breaking Bad. She was in From Dust Till Dawn. She's done a whole bunch. So, I'm I'm very very interested. I don't know a lot about her. I haven't heard about her. Um, Alexis was in contact with her publicist. And her publicist, Amy, and uh, has her coming on the show. And I'm really interested to see who she is. So I think uh, Matt, our producer in Phoenix, our guy on the other end, is saying she's calling in now. So right. when, she, when she comes in, I really, really want to hear from her. But I'm, I'm rather interested because she's had a lot of roles. She's connected. Well, hello. 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 G'day, Sarah. Yeah, you're just very quiet. I'm having a hard time hearing you. Fantastic. Well, we are live on air. It's a pleasure to meet you. You're on with, I'm Summer Helene, you're on with Paul Michael Bolin, and we are talking a little bit about what it takes to make it in Hollywood. You've done a lot of shows. You've done a lot of different things. How did you get into acting? Well, I've always loved being in front of the camera. It's it's just something that I was literally born into. I mean... (laughs) When I was born, my my father was taking pictures, literally, as I was coming out. So I, I've been in front of the camera forever. And then when I was 17, I started auditioning for film and television. And I booked a role, a lead role, in a feature film, an independent feature film, and just fell in love with the process. It was filmed in, in Illinois, you know, in the backcountry, and it was just Wonderful! It was such an experience, and, and I just decided that that was what I was made for. I was made to portray different life experiences on camera and to, to just be a performer. That's, that's all, I just always felt that, you know, it was kind of this underlying feeling for my whole life, and then finally when I found it, it became clear. Interesting. One of the things we talk about is how to get into Hollywood, how to make it, how to do how to do what everyone does. We're all in different aspects of filmmaking. Um, being in front of the camera, I know, is can be really, really difficult. Um, I myself started out in that area. I'm going to ask you. It is, I'm, I'm trying to find a nice way of saying it is so fucking hard to stand there and wait. It's, it's a game of hurry up and wait. Hurry up and wait for your next big break. Hurry up and wait for your role. Hurry up and wait. To all the actors out there, to all the people that want to make it, what would you say? How do you handle the hurry up and wait? I think that you have to have some sort of outlet. You have to have some way to, to go and, and be calm or go and be with nature. You know, I, personally, I work with plants when I'm not working in acting. I, I work with cactus and succulents in my dad's nursery cactus data plant and um, that's how I stay sane you know it's really 
it, it is quite a struggle. It, it's quite a struggle between jobs, between uh, finding out if you got the part or didn't get the part, and then, you know, when you're on set, you're just waiting and waiting and waiting until they're ready to film your scene, and, and it can drive you crazy. And so I think as an actor, we have to find other outlets to focus our minds on, something that, that we're passionate about, something that we're interested in that we can put our focus into. Because if you spend your career focusing strictly on acting and, and waiting for the next part and waiting for the next audition and, and waiting for them to call action and waiting for them to be ready for your scene, it, it just it can drive you crazy. And so I think, I think all actors have to have some way to get away from it, to get away from the pressure, to get away from the expectation and the, you know, turndowns. And it, because you do get turned down as an actor. You know, they tell you no sometimes. Sometimes you go in for a part that you really want and, and it's tough, you know. You don't how get the role get, because they how have often do you else get turned in mind down? or somebody else in mind. And, and it, it's, it's just a, a process of... of learning your own coping mechanisms and, and I think for a lot of people that that's finding another hobby or finding a, a passionate cause you know something they're passionate about that makes a difference in the world uh, you know a way for them for actors to feel like they're contributing beyond just the waiting game and I think that's how people survive uh, in general, as actors, what was what was your best experience? I know we're going to go to break in about two minutes, so I'm going to ask you when we get back. It's not even two minutes. I think we're about break time. I'm going to ask you when we come back what your best and worst experiences were and why. Okay. So when we come back, we're going to be talking about best experiences, worst experiences, and what goes on in Hollywood behind closed doors. I'm Summer Helene. We are on with Paul. We'll be right back. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. What voice guides your sexual needs and desires, yours or others? The Sexual Voice with host Jessica Ford is the show to lead you to a happier, healthier, and more fruitful sexual self. Let Jessica help you find your own unique voice to express sexual feelings, gain confidence, and to appreciate your own needs and desires. Listen live every Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central, and 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. There is a sexual voice inside of everyone. Come discover yours. Have you found the beauty inside of you? Join Bonnie Bonadeo each week for Beauty Inside and Out. We'll explain how beauty plays a part in everybody's lives. Our guests are makeup artists, hairdressers, and doctors. But we'll also feature holistic and wellness specialists and spiritual advisors. You can find that beauty inside and express it to its fullest on the outside. Tune in to Beauty Inside and Out every Thursday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. You count. Tune into Interrevolutionary Radio and join the spontaneous wave of people all over the planet who, like you, are changing our world from the inside out. Follow the movement. Meet guests who are shaking things up. Call in 
and gain insights and courage to empower your own voice. Large or small, your part counts. So join us. Co-hosted by Beth Green and James Maynard, Inner Revolutionary Radio airs live every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You are listening to Behind the Scenes with host Summer Helene. To connect with the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to bts at summerhelene.com. Now let's go back Behind the Scenes. G'day guys, welcome back to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene. We are talking today about how to make it in Hollywood, what to do, the ins and outs, the good, the bad and the ugly. I'm getting yelled at by my assistant, which believe it or not is a pretty freaking common occurrence. Um, Apparently I double booked myself, so I just got screamed at by my assistant. And for anyone wanting to get into the production and the, you know, if you ever want to be an executive, if you ever want to do that, never piss off your assistant. It's like being a dude and pissing off your wife. Happy assistant, happy life. The minute you piss off your assistant, you're fucked. I mean, she is mad. She can book me out for a month and I get no vacation days. And she's done it to me before. I'm telling you, it's like having a wife. A really mean-spirited wife that throws shoes. Welcome back to the show, guys. I'm kidding. Alexis is wonderful. We are talking a little bit about how to make it in Hollywood. Welcome back to the show, guys. How are you doing? I'm doing fine. Uh, I'm also fear. I have a healthy fear of Alexis myself. What's up? <laughs> I think everyone has a healthy fear of Alexis. <laughs> this is Alexis pitching in. You should be. <laughs> Duly noted. Duly Duly, noted. Uh, understood. Understood, Lex. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so for those of you that don't know. That is my assistant, Alexis Romero. She produces this show. She produces television shows. She also hates all my other assistants and keeps firing them, which is how she's still my assistant. Because seriously, the woman's a producer now, but she's fired my last five assistants because they irritated her. So that's how she ends up doing that. But she's a brilliant woman, jack of all trades. Also in her spare time, she's a dominatrix. So she is scary as fuck. (laughs) I think that's why Paul likes her. I, yeah, oh I respect her. <laughs> I respect her. Yes, Lulu, whatever you say. I, I kind of do that. The last time I pissed her off, she really did book me out for a month where I didn't get a day off. It was really, really bad. So I'm never doing that again. So, darling, welcome back to the show. We're talking a little bit about how to make it in Hollywood. You've been in a lot of shows. What, what, what madness, what acid trip... What, what form of mental illness decide, made you really want to get into acting? Because, I mean, this is I the toughest industry in the world. Maybe self-deprecation. Maybe self- a little <laughs> bit of self-hate. <laughs> it's a little bit of a masochist there. <laughs> yeah, I, I have to torture myself just a little bit. You know, it's, it's, it's an industry where if you're not either clinically depressed or, you know, have multiple personality disorder, you're probably not going to fit in, right? <laughs> Absolutely, absolutely. It's, uh, so for those of you that want to uh, get into it, you either have to be, uh, I, I, think, I think you put it the, the perfect way. You have to be clinically depressed or mad. Paul's got the <laughs> madness covered. Paul, Paul really does. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
for any of you guys that check out the cover shot, Paul, uh, it's Paul naked with a guitar standing in front of a mini house. So everyone has a little bit of crazy in this in this industry. How did you start? <laughs> How did I, you? St- my start was like I said, I you know earlier. I, I got into uh, into acting on the first feature film that I did. Um, you know, I was living in Los Angeles, and I was crazy enough to think, hey, why not go to some auditions and, you know, compete with 50 other blonde-haired, blue-eyed chicks. Gorgeous, and, uh, gorgeous. somehow woman. I got in. Yep. you got you got to love that. I used to walk into auditions, and I'm going to ask if this ever happened to you. Now, I'm five foot eight. I used to be Victoria's Secret model. That was many cheeseburgers ago. Um... You know, I, I'd walk into these auditions and I'd, I'd be clean out of a Victoria's Secret shoot. I'd look at these girls and, be, and look at them and go, Jesus Christ, these are the prettiest women I've ever seen. Yeah, Did you, you know, it's crazy because there's, you walk into a room and there's 50 young women that look like you. And yeah. you're just thinking, well, how on earth am I ever going to get noticed with all these other women here, or, you know, all these other actors here? Well, there, there's one way some women use to get noticed, but from what I hear, you don't do that. So what do you do to get noticed? <laughs> I've actually met someone that, that used to do that. I can't say their name, but I've met them before. Uh, yeah, I, um, I, I know a few too, and they're A-listers, so I strongly suggest we don't use their names because yeah, I don't like lawsuits. definitely won't use their name, but um, <laughs> how do I get noticed? I, I just... People tell me that I have a charismatic personality in person. I, apparently, I interview well. I mean, maybe they were high or drunk or something. But <laughs> no, no, you're pretty. You're pretty freaking good. I have to say that <laughs> you're oh, pretty thanks, good. Most thanks. people get oh, between Paul and I and can't get a word in. Takes one to know one. But I think it's just it's just you have to have something. There's sort of a, they call it a screen presence. Uh, it just this kind of aura that comes from you that that people kind of want to keep watching. And maybe it goes back to that crazy side you were talking about earlier. Maybe I'm just crazy enough that people want to watch and see what craziness I do next. (laughs) I like that. What was your best experience so far? I think my best experience was working with Harvey Keitel. He was uh, a pretty epic guy. It was was really enjoyable to, to work on that film. It was men in town. I, I think I'm allowed to say that. I'm, I'm, yeah, you never you, know what you, you can say in this industry and what you can't say. So, well, if, <laughs> if it's on record, you can say it, and, or say yeah. it and apologize later, right? Exactly. Just just smile and nod. Just just go with it. And if we get in trouble, we'll edit. Yeah, is that movie yeah, with exactly. So I, I loved working with him. He's just a fountain of wisdom and um, really fun loving guy. And I learned a lot from him. Uh, I know that's not quite as interesting as the worst experience, but we'll cover that. Oh, yeah. We'll, we'll definitely get there. We always like the worst experiences best. Yeah. Because let's yeah, face it, I'm, you know, we're all sitting down having a glass of wine and we've all got a dirty mind. So <laughs> what was your worst experience in Hollywood? Having sex with one of my co-stars. Interesting. Well, yeah, okay. totally. Was I mean, so we see in Hollywood attention. where, you know, actors are, are getting married and falling in love and having sex with each other and all that. But let me just tell you from the perspective of someone who has been there, it doesn't always work out. And sometimes you're straight getting played. And yeah, it's, uh, it's, I got played hardcore bubble. on one of the first films that I ever did. And I just, I thought he really liked me. Um, apparently, he just wanted to do it. 
Oh. Well, they, they call it the set bubble. It's like being in a bubble. You're kind of trapped in this family and in this group and people get together and it's difficult to take those relationships to the next the next set because you're not together and sometimes the guy's looking for a better role or just looking for booty so i mean actors can be real dicks no offense paul no none taken you know it, i just felt at the time i think what happened was that i thought because we were you know lovers in the movie yeah. that he actually liked me and uh that was wrong uh, the, it's, it's the magical translation from screen to real life where you, you do the dirty on screen and then it feels like that the emotion goes with you. Whether you realize it or not, it does. Yeah, 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 it does. Uh, you got to really be careful to remember that it's just acting. But sometimes that's good acting. Good acting often can be making yourself believe that something's real. And I think that can be really dangerous. It really can. It's created in stepping aside. I know we do a lot of joking on the show, but stepping aside, that happens a lot. Um, you hear about people becoming obsessed with actors. I, in my own lifetime, have had to deal with stalkers. Um, and not just from people outside of Hollywood, but even inside. There is really, it can be a very dangerous job and there is an element of danger. I, yeah, a lot of women that have been sexually assaulted that have been abused. You know, we've talked about this a lot on the show and acting is a dangerous job for women. It's a dangerous job for men too, by the way. One of the worst stories I heard was about a guy friend of mine who was a PA at the time, walked into a producer's office and this is one of the top guys at one of the top studios. The guy had two pit bulls tied to his desk. So my friend walked in with lunch and the guy was sitting there butt naked watching gay porn. He released the dogs. They sat in front of the door and my friend couldn't get out. Oh, my gosh. Yep. Ooh. And so he's standing there and he's looking at this big fat guy sitting there butt naked playing with himself. And um, my friend just looked at me and was like, okay, maybe if I give him his lunch, he'll, you know, he'll, he'll want that. So he's trying to come up with this thing, with, with the way to get out of this. And the guy's sitting there touching himself, and he, he would not let my friend out of the room till he was done. Wow. What a yep. situation to be put in. Yeah, you that know, I happened think, to me. I think too, in this that, 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 that hard when, to you, Paul? When you're, no, when no, you're no. first starting, it, it's hard to tell if you should just go with what's happening or if you should stand up for what you think. Because Stand in up. this industry, there's I, so many powerful people, and you, and you just don't quite know. You're like, well, I don't want to piss this person off because maybe I won't have a job tomorrow or the, or the next week. And so you is, don't know, as, as somebody you know coming into the industry, do I go along with this or do I stand up for my rights? So I think that's definitely a struggle. I always say this to the audience, and I'm going to say this to everyone. You ever get put in that position, call me. Because I promise, no matter who's doing that to you, I'm bigger and badder than they are. And if I'm not, I know someone that is. Don't let anyone put you in that position. Good I know to that's know. Good to know. I will, I will <laughs> call, call as a, me. As a bodyguard option. <laughs> yeah, that's, I'm, I'm the bodyguard. I've been put in okay. too many of those positions myself. But my mom was in Hollywood. So I had, you know, my guardian angel for as long as I've been in it was my mother running behind me screaming jailbait every time someone looked at me. I was 25 and she was still screaming jailbait. Um, it's effective. It, it is. It is effective. You can see everyone scatter. Now, Paul, you've been, you, did you say you've been in that position? No, not as, no, 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 no. 
was, I was like, really? I, you have my attention. I, I, I've been in position with masturbating people and then uh, dogs who wouldn't allow me to leave, but uh, not at the same time. Okay, so so you've had half of each uh, half of the experience yeah. at different times. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it can be interesting. I remember getting chased by dogs on set. That was fun. That was on set with you, Paul. What was your weird? I, you did. You told me not to go near that house. What was your weirdest experience, Sarah? Mine was definitely not listening to Paul and getting chased by a pack of wild dogs. Um, I think I was like eighteen at the time. I mean, the, the weirdest experience? The weirdest, like the oh, most yeah. the weirdest experience. That's, that one's a tough one. I mean, I, you, could, you could look at any set and say, there's, oh, I have one. Oh, I have a good one. Okay, so one time I was in the makeup trailer getting ready for a part, and this lead actor comes in, and, and he's one of the leads. And it, it's not a huge budget film, but it was, you know, decently budgeted film. And um, so this guy's a name. And he comes in, and in the scene, I have to hand out drugs, like pills, to all the background players um, as if they're, you know, receiving drugs from my character. And so this, this lead actor comes in, and he goes, he sits down and, you know, gets comfortable, and he's like, so what if, what if, what if we put real drugs in there, you know? And I kind of look at him, and I'm like, what, what do you mean? And he's like, have you ever done Oxy? And I was oh like... Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> and I kinda, I'm just kind of confused at this point, as if he's kidding or not. And so I don't know if he was in method acting or something, but uh, <laughs> he, he, goes, he goes, well, you know, they wouldn't even know. They wouldn't even know if you did it. And I was like, dude, I don't even think they're going to be taking these, okay? Like, I don't know. And where would I get the drugs? What are you talking about? And he's like, I'll get him. I'll get him. And I was like, hey, oh my God. I know I'm going to be giving background players drugs. I said, that's illegal. I can't do that. And he's like, but you wouldn't know, yo. You wouldn't even know. And it went on like this for five minutes. Sarah, and finally, I'm I just told him, I was like, dude, you would I, I don't even, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know where you're coming from. <laughs> I'm not going to lose my job because of what you're talking it's not about. Your job. And you he go eventually to left me alone. But it was one of the weirdest, most uncomfortable situations I've ever been on on set. Oh, my God. You would have gone to prison. I know. Yeah, I'm on oxy I as we speak. I was like, dude, you know. I can't give drugs A, B. I don't know where to get the drugs. Well, okay, one, if you ever want drugs, you can ask Paul. He's always loaded when he does his show. And I don't feel so bad about getting, when I was a PA, I was sent to go get someone cocaine. I feel way less bad about that now. No one tried to have me drug the cast. They just tried, I just had to get a you know, really well-known actor cocaine. So feeling less bad about that. That definitely qualifies as one of the weirdest experiences I have heard of. We're going to go to break. When we come back, we're going to be talking with Sarah. We're going to be talking with Paul. I'm Summer Helene. This is Behind the Scenes. We'll be right back. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Where are you getting your advice on buying, selling, or maintaining your most important asset, your home? Is it from a reality show on cable TV, a comparison website, or are you just flying by the seat of your pants and gut instinct? 
Stop now before you make another move. Tune into Real Real Estate Today with host and realtor Deb Tomorrow. You can't afford to play guesswork when it comes to your new or existing home. Listen every Tuesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific, on Voice America Variety. What if there was a radio show that could demonstrate how we can cut your taxes in half without diminishing needed government services? One that could explain how to create tens of millions of jobs at no cost to taxpayers, as well as fantastic yet easily affordable health care. Side effects include cutting crime rates nationwide, providing better education for our children, international peace and harmony, and protecting your private personal data from government intrusion. Tune in to Libertarians Working for you with Arvin Vora weekdays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Variety. Attention. If you're a parent, educator, social worker, or civic or religious leader, the most important program you'll hear this week is Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. Host Opal Singleton and her guest show how our children and others are being dangerously lured by predators through the dark web, social media apps, and games. Beyond that, the program looks at trends in human trafficking and more. You'll never think of the Internet the same way again. Listen Thursdays at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Listening to Behind the Scenes with host Summer Helene. To connect with the show today, please call 1 866 472 5788. That's 1 866 472 5788. You may also send an email to bts at summerhelene.com. Now let's go back behind the scenes. G'day, g'day, guys. Welcome back to Behind the Scenes. First, I want to give a shout out to Scott Haskin for that beautiful, beautiful music. You always make it sound like an epic intro to one of those like legendary films. I freaking love your music. Thank you, Scott. Um, And anyone out there that does do film that's looking for music, check out Scott Haskin. He is one of my favorite composers on the planet. Again, I want to give a shout out um, and say thank you to a few of the people that own my ass on a pretty regular basis. To the Aussie auctioneer, who happens to be my brother who doesn't give me much of a discount, but his prices are really, really low, so he doesn't have to. He got me a 35-carat white sapphire for red carpets that is just gorgeous. It shines brighter than anyone else. I absolutely love the thing. And I know Sarah's dad owns a nursery, and I want you to give a quick shout-out to your dad because, let's face it, without him, you wouldn't be an actress and you wouldn't be here. Yeah, he's he's really the reason. Um, Cactus Data Plan, you can find out more information on CSSA, which is the Cactus and Succulent Society of America. He does a lot of shows in California. He'll be out there in a couple weeks. That's really cool. The only experience I've had with cactus is sitting on them. It was not a very pleasant experience. Yeah, uh, cactus can be pretty brutal. I I get spines in my fingers all the time. I saw one that looked fuzzy, and I thought it was going to be fluffy, and I tried to pet it. To all you Australians out there, we don't have these plants. They're horrible, horrible things that try and murder you. And then they stick things under your skin that you can't find for days, and you can only get off with duct tape. In all seriousness, run for your life. I'm telling the Australians this. 
We can live through sharks, we can live through snakes, we can live through spiders. Only our animals are. The plants are friendly. You guys have the dangerous plants. I tried to pet a fuzzy cactus and the damn thing bit me. Well, maybe it didn't bite me, but stung the shit out of me. Stick with succulents if you're from Australia. Yeah, don't mess with prickly plants. And check out Mental Sauna 4. It's by Scott Haskin. If you want to hear some of what he does, it puts you to sleep. I am going to say we sent uh, a copy of this um, to Mariah Carey. I did get permission to use that and say we did. We sent a copy of that to Mariah Carey. She freaking loves it. I hope you do too. It'll put you to sleep and it'll help you out. So check it out. You can find it on iTunes. You can find it on Google Play. It's all over the place. Sarah, welcome back to the show. You have been great. I've been having fun with you on the show. Um, so Thank aside you. from trying like to drug party. your co-stars, <laughs> like aside from trying to drug your co-stars, um, I, I, I just I don't even know what to say about that. I just keep coming back to that. He really wanted you to drug your co-stars. Oh no! Like it was a five-minute conversation. Like he started by asking me what drugs I had done in my life, and then he moved on to, well, you know, do you know about this drug? Well. Why don't, why don't we give some of these drugs so that these actors can re, really be more in the part so they can act more like the character's supposed to act? And it was, I, was, I, was, I was flabbergasted, and the makeup artist was just laughing. You know, she was like, oh, this poor girl, she has no idea. Because I, I thought this guy was trying to trap me or get me fired or, like, I didn't know what the hell he was doing. And um, finally, he stopped, but it took a while for, for him meth. to Meth. I, I would put money that he was doing meth. Well, you said what he was doing, so I figured it's meth. Yeah, oxy, something. He was doing something, all right. Yeah, what advice would you have to young else. girls trying to get into this industry, Sarah? What would you say? And say it one more time. How do we get into the industry? No, what advice would you give besides, I mean, everyone's advice is don't do it, run for your life. But what advice would you give to girls trying to get into this industry? Oh, gosh. Um, have something else to do. Pursue something else at the same time because you will literally become crazy. You will, I mean, you know, we talked earlier about having to be kind of crazy to be able to get into this industry because it is masochistic. It is just torture on, 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 some, on some level. You know, you have to put yourself out there and they're like, no. You put yourself out there again, you're too short. You put yourself out there again, you're not pretty enough. You know, and so I think you, you have to have something else that you're working on, that you're doing, that you're passionate about, or you will just, you will wilt. You will become homicidal or suicidal or a mix of the two. That makes sense. It's, it, well, it is. It's physically, emotionally, mentally taxing. And people don't realize how much of yourself you really need to pour into a character. Oh, yeah, people think, people think that you just go and, you know, they give you lots of money and they put makeup on you and you just get in front of the camera and it's no big deal. But you literally have to live that experience of the character, and that can be really hardcore, especially during, like, rape scenes or, or, or you know, fight scenes or, or, or scenes where people are, are talking about really deep-seated emotional trauma. That is some shit. What was the hottest scene you ever did? Say it again. What was the hardest scene you ever did? Oh, God, that's a good question. The hardest scene I ever did. Okay, so I had a scene that um, it's not out in theaters yet, but it's going to come out in theaters. Um, and I, so I'm, I'm butt-ass naked. 
in this scene. And um, Nicol- Nikolai Waldo Waldo Costa uh, Waldo Costa. I always get his name wrong. He um, he is my scene partner. Okay, so he comes out of the bathroom and I'm butt ass naked, and uh, basically, like I get I get I get told what's up. I can't tell you exactly what happens because it'd be a spoiler. Not, but yeah. basically, he tells me what's up, and that was tough because he's a big actor. You know, he's he's got a lot of accolades, and putting myself out there like that, being like completely in my birthday suit, and and having somebody just kind of shut me down. That was really challenging. It took it took a lot of sort of okay. Remember, this is acting. This person doesn't dislike you. This person doesn't think you're ugly or stupid or whatever. That was hard. That was hard. Right. It would be, and that's something I think people don't realize is some of the lines, some of the things you do. It does affect your self esteem. Yeah, it really does. Calling you a a bitch or a slut or a whore or something like that. It it. It's, it, you have to not internalize it. And how do you not internalize something like that? I don't know. Ask him. He's the one who's more famous for having sex with his sister on screen. You know, so. Yeah. yeah. He's from Game of Thrones, right? Yeah. That's, that's yeah. true. It's, it really is. It's very difficult. It would be very, very difficult to not internalize that. I look at, you know, I, I, I deal with a lot of actors. And something I learned a long time ago is the assholes don't make it. And I think that... They don't go away, but they don't make it. Yes, that is true, too. (laughs) That is very true. They don't go away, but they really don't make it. They don't go, they never leave, unfortunately. Yeah, Yeah, you know, I've I've met some people that I think have pretty incredible egos and come off pretty, pretty excited about themselves, and they seem to be successful, but maybe you're right. Maybe in the long run they don't make it. I don't know. I, you know, I'm, I'm not that far along yet. But as it one, comes, I, I'm just trying to pick my friends and, and pick my battles. One thing you'll learn, and it's an interesting thing, it's never the ones that have made it that are assholes. It's the ones that think they have or are trying to prove to someone that they have. Because they have something to show. They're trying to show you how freaking important they are. And the truth is, by the time you get to the bigger end of it, everyone is so goddamn tired, nobody wants to be important anymore. We just want a nap. Good point. <laughs> that's, that's all it is. Now, you, you've got, you know, you've, you, from what I've heard, um, you really are kind of one of the up-and-comers now. Well, I'm, I'm trying to be. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're really one of the up-and-comers. You're a lovely, lovely yes. woman. Just say yes. Just say, yeah, just say yes. From what yes, I've heard, yes, you're one of the up-and-comers I'm, I'm now. I'm <laughs> <laughs> um, I spoke with your publicist. Would you tell everyone who your publicist is? Because that's who got you on this show. Nilda Carzano with, with Mona Loring Publicity out of uh, L.A. She's, she's awesome. She's a sweet woman, and she's, she's very good to me. You know, she's, she's very supportive. What was it like for you realizing that your entire brand is built on you? It's not like hiding behind Nike. It's not like hiding behind something. Really, I mean, I hate to say it, but as an actor, it's kind of all about you. It, it's, I think it's, it's a battle of trying to figure out what part of yourself you want to present. I think actors, you know how I said earlier that you kind of either got to be clinically depressed or have split personality disorder? I, I think that actors have so many different personalities within them. You know, there's so many different things that they can present. And so when your publicist or somebody that you're considering making your publicist comes to you and they say, okay, what's your brand? 
you, you kind of sit back and scratch your head for a minute and say, uh, well, I don't know. What do I want to present to the world? What do I want to, what do I want to say? You know, what do I want to be to the world? And uh, that's, that's a bit intimidating. It's a bit intimidating having to figure out what parts of yourself to present. Because there's a lot of shit about me that I haven't come out with yet. Because it's, it's, it's a tactical choice, too, you know? It's like, I can't release everything about me, all the dirt about me, until I'm at a point in my career where it's beneficial. That's how crazy this career is. You can have done crazy stuff in your life, and you have to pick a time based on the brand that you're creating to release that stuff. It, it's, you know, publicity is a tricky, tricky thing. And that's something I don't think a lot of people realize is an actor's brand is, is who they are. Johnny Depp has the whole I don't give a shit about Hollywood thing. That's all marketing. None of it's real. It's all, it's all part of the Hollywood illusion. Mm-hmm. Is it hard for you to realize that you are part of an illusion or the, the person that you create isn't you. It may be some facsimile, it may be some variation, but what people are looking at and what they want most isn't you. It's a falsified version. It's, uh, it's shocking. Uh, you know, people come up to me and they say, oh my God, your, your career and da-da-da-da-da, and they, they say things to me and I'm looking at them and I'm like, oh honey, you have no idea. It's my publicist. I have a good publicist. And I think people, I mean, the power of publicity is, is just shocking. Incredible. Because something, something that I may have done that I wasn't that excited about, all of a sudden, you know, you spin it right, you, 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 you get publicity on it, and it's, it's this, this huge thing. And, it and becomes that's, everything. that's the crazy part of, about having a publicist and, and making a brand and, you know, developing a brand and putting it out there is, you're not always, it's not always following what you think of your own career. It's following the, the, the spin of what the people should think about your career. And I don't know if the world knows that. I don't know if the world knows that about big actors. They think, oh, that's who that actor is. That's exactly who they are. Uh-uh, that's just their brand. Is it hard for you when you're pushed into... I'm trying to think of a nice way of saying this. Is it hard for you to be pushed into into a brand, into making that decision, which is a pretty permanent decision, and people don't oh, realize yeah. that? Oh yeah, I, I don't. I sometimes I'm totally lost as to what, like I, you know, I'll be honest. I, at the beginning of this show, I wasn't sure what to what part of myself to talk about, and you have to just feel it out as you go because sometimes you don't have time to think about it. Sometimes you don't have 20 minutes to sit there and think, hmm, okay, how am I going to present myself? You just got to dive right in. And, and same thing on the red carpet. You know, you don't have time to sit there and hum and haw and whatever. They're, they're on you. They're interviewing you. They're taking pictures of you. You know, you're in the action in that moment, and you're creating your brand every word you say, every time you open your mouth, every look you give. Is, is helping to establish that brand, to develop that brand. And that is such an intimidating process because sometimes you have no control. See, I, this is going to sound funny. I've found it's not even sometimes. I see a point that there is very, very little control 
but it's also terrifying to realize that everything you say is forever. Any mistake you make, especially in the digital age, is a forever mistake. What was your biggest fumble on the red carpet? What was your biggest fumble with branding? Oh, God. You know, I think the biggest fumble I had was recently on a red carpet. I said too much about an upcoming project. And Uh fortunately, nobody's come and, and, you know, I haven't gotten fired from that project that I have coming up because, you know, maybe they they didn't hear my fumble. But uh, that's a a thing. You know, people, uh, reporters, the press ask, ask you questions. They're like, so what are you doing? What's coming up? What's coming up for you? And you, you want to talk, you want to tell them what's coming up, but at the same time, there are these tricky little things called uh, non-disclosure agreements. Mm-hmm. And non-disclosure agreements are filled out on a lot of big publicity shows, on a, a lot of shows that are getting a lot of press. And if you fill one of those out and then you open your mouth, you are in deep shit. In fact, I've seen people get fired from parts that have already been filmed, that are already in the can, because they open their mouth on social media or on the red carpet or wherever. And so it, it, it's hard because you have to really choose your words in such a way that you're kind of, you're promoting that your work is coming out, but you're not exactly violating the non-disclosure agreement. It's, it's pretty so bloody I'm not going to go into detail about what exactly my fumble was because I don't want to get screwed. I uh, totally you know, care. Who <laughs> researches it, but yeah, I've, Sure, I've said too much before. I've said too much, and that could come back and bite me in the ass. I don't think people realize, you know, it's 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 called show business for a reason, and this is a business. And mm-hmm. Hollywood doesn't fuck around. Like, we're, we're, we're like, we, we may be a new age mob, you know, eating kale and worrying about the animals, but it's, it's still a mob. And you can still you can get blacklisted. Get black- you can still get yourself in that kind of trouble. Oh, yeah. And get, you know, and immediate, your career can end or change. Your brand can change. Like, take, you know, some big stars whose name I won't mention. You know, they come in and they have this beautiful, strong brand, this brand of young, you know, pop queen, and then all of a sudden they turn into, uh, you know, a brand of the drugged out girl. <laughs> That's yep. the thing, you know. Your, your brand can change so quickly based on one little mistake. And guess what? Actors are human. They're just human. So they're going to make mistakes, just like everybody else is going to make mistakes. The difference is that they're in the public eye. That they, it's like they a politician. Are every single move watched. And so every time they make one of those mistakes, it gets put out there. It is fed on. It is like a feeding frenzy, in fact. Mm. What about that girl from American Pie? Her top went down. Um, Tara Reid, I believe. Yeah. Her top went down. Ended this. This ended her career. You could see the scar from uh, her breast surgery and everything else. It absolutely ended her career, and except she became the lowest. For, except, except Sharknado, great. Um, and she was the lowest paid member of the cast for an American reunion. Well, imagine because how that, that felt for her. Like, she makes one little freaking mistake, and all of a sudden, shit hits the fan. All of a sudden, her dream. You know, she watched her dream slip out. I mean, imagine how that is. Imagine how detrimental that is. And then, you know, people wonder why actors are so depressed or, or why actors experience drug addictions or, or you know, alcohol addictions because this is some crazy shit. 
Everybody's looking at you, and if you fuck up, you're done. You're under the microscope 24-7. Yeah. Now, yeah. you know, I know for me, one of the hardest things I, I modeled, one of the hardest things was dealing with people. I'm not, believe it or not, I'm not a people person, <laughs> which is kind of how really? I got the bitchy reputation I did. Um, yeah. It's, it's not really a shock to anyone that's ever listened to this show. People person, I am not. But okay. what, was, what was the hardest thing for you to acclimate to? Mine was people. It's still people. I don't like people. No, I'm kidding. I do like people, but I'm terrified of them. The hardest thing I've had to acclimate to is people trying to uh, undermine me. Uh, Not undermine me, but but, um, backstab. And I'm not saying there's a ton of people that are backstabbing or anything, but... Of course there is. It's Hollywood. They want your roles, honey. That's it. And so people will literally go to your agent and shit all over you. And then your agent will come to you and be like, oh, I heard this, this, and this. What's going on? We're worried about you. And that is, that's really hard. Like, literally uh, a year or two ago, I did a feature film, and um, two different people went to my agent and just, oh, I don't even know what they said because she wouldn't tell me. Because, uh, you know, she's like, well, I can't tell you because they told me and I'm trying to hold their confidence. That's some shit. That feels terrible. It feels heinous to have people talk about you negatively when you didn't do a damn thing wrong. I feel much better about people putting thumbtacks in my shoes when I was modeling. Um, <laughs> I really, that was the worst I got. I feel much better about that now. Yeah, uh, <laughs> not the wardrobe people. They all will hide needles everywhere. No, see, it wasn't the wardrobe people. It was other models. <laughs> um, oh, my gosh. That's, that's terrible. I'm sorry to hear that. No, I, I, think your, I think yours was worse. Modeling's pretty cutthroat, but it's not what I do these days. So I, I don't really care. <laughs> eating. Yeah. yeah. I, I like eating, so modeling is really just not my thing. Um, we have about two minutes until close. Tell us where we can find you, where we can see you, what you've got coming up next. Okay, cool. Um, in theaters, October 14th, Priceless the Movie. Uh, go see it. It's going to be all over the country. I have a great part in that. Also, The Space Between Us coming out in December in theaters. Uh, I have a part in that as well. Take a look for that. People can follow me on Twitter at Sarah A. Minnick. Um, and, you know, Minnick spelled with C-H. It sounds like a K, though. Um, people can follow me. I have a Facebook fan page. You know, I'm always telling people check out IMDb. It's, it's, you know, all of my credits are on there. There's a lot of films coming out in 2017 that I have parts in. bunch of TV credits coming out. Uh, take, a, take a look at the new TV series on Epic called Graves. I have a part coming up in that. Um, there's going to be a new Netflix original series coming out. I'm really excited about uh, the role that I have in that. Um, I'm going to be in a few episodes, so take a look. There's, let's see, what else? I can't go into too much detail about what else, or I'm going to do the same thing I did on the red carpet okay. and, and put my foot in my mouth. <laughs> okay, so Sarah is coming out in everything in 2017, by the sound of it. So keep an eye open, check out a fan page, jump online. Guys, remember, if you want to make it in Hollywood, it really, really takes patience. It really takes time. It takes kicking ass. But you know what? We know who's up and coming. We know who's coming next. And it sounds like Sarah's on her way. I'm Summer Helene. We were on with Paul. We were on with Sarah. I'll see you next week on Behind the Scenes. 
Thanks for checking out the show. Behind the Scenes can be heard live on the Voice America Variety Channel every Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific. Be sure to join Summer Helene for more Scoop next week.